You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far i hope everybody's been taking advantage of their summer um because we're almost done july and it's just it doesn't it hasn't really clicked for me and I feel like time is just flying by and I honestly feel like I say this every single episode, but I guess it means that we're all busy, but like good busy and time just keeps flowing by and there's nothing to complain about. But, you know, there's life like naturally there will be some things that, you know, we have to deal with here and there. But all that matters is, you know, enjoy the beautiful weather enjoy the good times with yourself with family and loved ones and you know just make the most out of it if you can so thank goodness for that thank goodness for the weather um also as you can tell your girl is in recovery stage from her sinus infection the past week so um actually uh, I don't know if you guys noticed last episode, but I had to make so many pauses during the recording session because I, it, it was not good, man. Um, it, it was not good. But I was like, you know what? I'm so determined to make TKO and nothing can stop me. No buck can literally stop me. So I uh, kept going strong during the episode, although it was a struggle, not going to lie. So actually, I'm still not fully healed because I went to the doctor the other day and he was like, yo, um, so seems like the infection, the sinus infection is still like stuck with you. How about you go on another round of antibiotic treatment? I was like, oh, my God, my gut flora is just not thanking you right now. But, <laughs> you know, a gal got to do what she got to do to go back to her healthy state. And I don't care how much yogurt I have to eat in the meantime to restore my gut microbiome. Yoda. But uh, all this being said to emphasize, please take care of yourself. Please do whatever it takes to boost your immunity. The doctor himself recommended to me to uh, up my intake of vitamin C. And it just, you know, it hit me in the face that you know what? I mean, I am trying my best to eat healthy, but I feel like I'm still slacking a little bit. And we, I just, I just wanted to share it here on the show so that whoever needs to hear it will hear it and will drink their OJ and whatever you know takes their supplements. And I also say it so I kind of like subconsciously expose myself to this fact as well. So I am also tempted to <laughs> up my immunity and increase my vitamin C intake on the daily. So yeah, everyone, take care of your health. Um, being sick actually sucks and I do see it as a huge blessing and honestly a privilege that I am able to speak so freely right now like my vocal cords aren't restricting me and limiting me while I'm recording this episode thus far so I'm very happy about that your girl is um 
getting better by the daily you know knock on wood hopefully it works and hopefully by next episode there'll be no symptoms whatsoever and um back to back to the grind baby girl back to the grind so i hope everybody's been taking care of themselves both physically and mentally and all as well with everyone all right so this week y'all i'm so stoked I am so incredibly stoked because this is actually one of the upcoming weekend that we have ahead of us uh, is arguably one of the biggest weekends uh, in combat sports this year. And I'll tell you exactly why that is. Um, Now, it's been a while since we've had these episodes of back to back breakdowns for separate fight cards that are happening and for me to advocate for you guys actually pulling up two separate screens or multiple screens to watch fights that are actually happening at the same time on the same night um, because they're all so important and they're so incredibly important to watch so this upcoming weekend is one of those weekends and uh, today at work it was like I cannot wait to get home so I can actually sit down in my quote-unquote home studio and break down these fights for y'all and get get hyped about them and get super super excited about them together with TKO Nation so I'm so excited to break down these fights and you know what without further ado let's get started so First and foremost, uh, we've already talked about this fight on our previous episodes, but this upcoming weekend is arguably one of the biggest weekends uh, for boxing. We have two of the all-time greatest fighting each other in the boxing welterweight division. We have the most anticipated fight of the year actually upon us at last, at last, and it feels so good, and I... I'm just crossing my fingers that nobody gets injured or nothing bad happens. I really don't want the fight to be jinxed. But finally, the fight between Errol Spence Jr. and Mr. Terrence Crawford is finally upon us. And this is actually incredible. And (laughs) this fight is just so good because we have two of the all-time greatest in boxing fighting each other two undefeated fighters going at it uh this upcoming saturday we have terence crawford and okay i'll have to apologize in advance um because we've extensively broken down this fight on our previous episodes i'll just give you guys like the most important tips and things that you need to know about this fight and i'm gonna move on to the next card that you should be keeping an eye out for on july 29th this upcoming saturday So, uh, Terrence Crawford, okay, going back to this boxing fight, Terrence Crawford is undefeated. He's had 39 wins and no losses, 30 of those wins being KOs, and (laughs) that tells you something. This man is so talented. His striking is so on point. Um, I feel like him... um, or rather, I was going to say his style of fighting is ju- it's just so reminiscent of that of Floyd Mayweather's uh, because when he comes into the ring, the the way in which he fights, uh, he fights very smart. He doesn't just come forward to uh, dismantle his opponent. He thinks about it ahead of hand and he actually thinks uh, as he's fighting um, kind of concurrently, he collects data and it's like he... <laughs> 
I don't know if this is the right analogy to use, but it's like he's a computer in the middle of the fight. He gets the data and immediately, almost immediately, he computes it and he knows exactly what to do to um, produce movements that are going to be the best that could be produced at the time. And he keeps on coming forward uh, versus his opponent and wins fights that way. He's incredibly smart, possesses a very high fight IQ and um, is an absolute danger in this fight um, for his opponent, Errol Spence Jr. Now, that being said, Errol Spence Jr. is also a very talented boxer. He's also undefeated. He's had 28 wins in total, 22 of which being knockouts. Now, y'all do the, you know, do the stats for that. Uh, now, uh, Errol Spence, you know, he's very similar in his style uh to terence crawford and um he's also out there to just finish fights but he's not just you know doing it like some fighters that we see you know they just want to come in and knock out their opponents no if the fight has to go to the distance then he'll keep up with it he'll do what needs to be done in order to win the fight but it's very similar to terence crawford he does it very seamlessly and very wisely I feel like this fight that we have upon us for July 29th is the true definition of why the sport of boxing is called the sweet science because these guys honestly are doing calculations in their head and they fight so wisely and it's like they're doing they're they're playing chess with their bodies and it's just so incredible to watch and We've, as boxing fans, we've been looking forward to this matchup for the longest time, especially because of how good each fighter is. And now finally, the wait is over and we are going to be seeing them fight each other on Saturday night. And oh my gosh, like the odds are just absolutely crazy. Uh, this is going to be for the IBF World Wel Welterweight title, the WBA, WBC, and WBO World Welterweight Championship belts. And so a lot is at stake. Whoever wins this fight will become the undisputed welterweight champion of the world. And to remind everyone, uh, the welterweight division in boxing is actually 147 pounds versus the welterweight division in um, other combat sports like MMA, which is 170 pounds. So these are, um, you know, the, the lighter weight division fighters, which makes their work even more impressive because, you know, sometimes uh, when you see heavier fighters fight each other, it could be a slugfest and, um, you know, you may not see as much speed and I guess dynamicness in the bouts. But in this case, uh -uh, we're not going to be having any of that. I haven't even watched this fight yet, but you already know just by looking at who's going to be fighting who the fact that this fight is going to be legendary, it's going to go down in all of the boxing history books. And I would highly recommend everybody to try to have at least like one spare screen to watch this fight. And listen, I know it's going to be a pay-per-view and I know that it's going to be happening at the same time. As the other event that I'll be talking about in a few moments. Um, but, you know, and I know, like, sometimes our brain just gets confused. You're like, oh, like, I want to watch this fight. But then, like, Terrence Crawford's fighting, whatever, you know. So I, I totally understand the difficulty. And it's like, 
I'm sorry to put it this way. It's like hashtag first world problems because, you know, the fact that we do have access to these fights on um, digital media and the fact that also like the fights have actually been made and they're about to happen. And as fans, I feel like we should be incredibly grateful to the promoters and the fact and I guess the boxing gods here as well for the fact that these fights or this particular bout in this case has been made and we're about to witness history go down on Saturday night. So however you plan to watch this fight, just, you know, and you still have time. Like, you know, if you're listening to TKO on time, you know, you have time to like scheme about how you're going to be, <laughs> how you're going to be pulling up the stream for this fight. Um, excuse me, the pay-per-view, like the legal pay-per-view for this fight. <laughs> no shade, no shade, of course. Um, but you already know what to do. Hopefully, uh, you know, you know what you should be doing to be successfully sitting down and watching this fight on Saturday night. However, like I was saying, um, there's another fight card happening on Saturday night on July 29th. And this fight, we briefly talked this whole fight card, should I say, we briefly talked about on our previous episode before I almost lost my voice from my um, horrible sore throat and sinus infection. But this week, you know, the antibiotics are kicking in and I'm just so excited to, <laughs> to properly break down this fight card. So UFC 291 is finally upon us. Thank goodness. Again, I'm going to knock on wood. Uh, I really hope that nothing bad goes down and all the fighters make weights. There's no trauma. There is no uh, people just, you know, randomly dropping out of fights for whatever unknown reason or whatever it is. So I really, really hope that all the fights that are supposed to happen on this fight card do actually go down because, listen, man, I feel like as fight fans, we've been through a lot, um, you know, just taking from especially if you're if you're a dedicated fight fan you know we've been through a lot of ups and downs uh the, the back in the day days should i say for the ufc you know when they were uh, broadcasting the fights on tv and then they brought it over to espn all that you know for fans living abroad from the u.s like that's also a struggle like for you to find a way to actually stream these fights and um you know especially during COVID time like we really want to see some fights happen at the time that um unfortunately couldn't happen due to various restrictions but now that things are almost like back on track and we're seeing we're almost like blessed with these phenomenal matchups it's like my god thank goodness it's just like it's almost like a glass of cold lemonade in the middle of an august day that's how much it hits you. you're like mm, it's just like it hits so good you know what i mean so ufc 291 is upon us and like i said it's going to be happening the same night that the terence crawford and errol spence jr fight is going to be happening and so y'all better seriously please y'all better find a way better find a way to uh simultaneously watch these fights because i'm assuming because the spence jr versus crawford fight is the main event of the evening for that boxing fight card it's definitely gonna um collide with uh in terms of timing with some of the main fights that we're having on this ufc 291 fight card including the main event which is going to be for the bmf belts the belts that I can't you know we're on radio I cannot specifically spell out what BMF is but it's for 
declaring the baddest man on earth when it comes to MMA. Um, and this belt is on the line for this fight between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. And in fact, this is the rematch between the two guys. The second time that they're fighting off against each other. And you know what? I cannot think of two other candidates right now in the active roster of the UFC who could be better people to be fighting for this BMF belt. Now, just a brief background on the BMF belt. Uh, as you may recall, this belt was just like non-existent. But then we had uh, various people, uh, fighters at the UFC at the time who were such fan favorites and everybody just loved to watch them. But let's be real, like they weren't really, how do I put this without sounding disrespectful because I actually love the guys that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, they weren't really like championship caliber okay let's be real okay like i know on tko we love to hype people up and especially people that we as the fans love but sometimes we gotta you know put put on a reality check so uh initially when the bmf belt came to be uh it was going to be um on for a fight between street jesus jorge masvidal who's y'all know my all-time favorite fighter period and he was fighting against Nate Diaz, uh, Stockton's very own Nate Diaz. And so these two guys fought and Jorge Masvidal won that fight and became <laughs> he became <laughs> the BMF champion <laughs> of the world. Now, if you've been catching up with your MMA news, you know that Jorge Masvidal recently actually retired from the world of combat sports. He has other ventures going on for him. He has like various uh, fight promotions under his name or rather fighting nickname Game Red. So he just decided that he wanted to, uh, he wanted to call it quits for active fighting. So when he uh, retired from his professional MMA career, the BMF belt was vacant. So the UFC was like, yo, I mean, you know, this is a pretty interesting idea. It's uh, almost like a hybrid of actual MMA fights, which are obviously legitimate mixed with the entertainment that you will be getting from professional wrestling, like uh, wrestling organizations like WWE, right? So they were like, okay, this is like gonna really sell. And how about we keep it up? Even though Jorge Masvidal retired, let's not let the BMF belts die here, right? Or be dormant. So <laughs> I, oh my goodness, like the next, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this happened as a side note, um, if they actually created a BMF division, <laughs> division for people to just like fight each other for the BMF belts. Um, if that ever happened, I would not be surprised because I t we, we all see how, like in what direction the sport is going. Yes, we love the authenticity of the sport and how real and authentic it is. Uh, however, the, the organization and the promoters are seeing how much value entertainment is adding to their business, how much viewership is actually bringing in, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the BMF belt is on the line. And this time around, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje are going to be fighting each other to win it. So uh, to give you guys a brief background on their fight background so far, now I'm not going to go super duper back in terms of all the years that they fought, all the opponents that they fought, but just know that Justin Gaethje, uh, you know, he was the champion at uh, the Professional Fighters League, if I'm not 
mistake yet. What was it? What was it called? Anyways, blame it on my sinus infection brain, uh, the foggy brain, LOL. But um, yeah, so he was a former champion before he actually made his move over to the UFC. And uh, once he came to the UFC, he's been demolishing opponents left and right. However, he's had a couple of hiccups here and there. Um, he actually fought uh, Dustin Poirier for the first time in the UFC in 2018. Unfortunately, he was knocked out via punches and it was declared a TKO. Now, things were going super well for him. He's had notable wins against top contenders at the time uh, in the UFC. People like Edson Barboza, everybody's favorite Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Tony Ferguson, who actually surprisingly is also fighting on this uh, UFC 291 fight card. You know, Michael Chandler and uh, Raphael Fiziev, right? Uh, however, a couple hiccups that he's had since the Dustin Poirier fight. And you know what? Me dropping these names, I just want to emphasize, we shouldn't actually give any grief to Justin Gaethje for the losses that he's had against these um, individuals because... One, he lost the fight against Habib Nurmagomedov in 2020 through a submission. Uh, it's Habib. Uh, he is arguably the GOAT in MMA. So I personally wouldn't give him any grief for that. And then he also lost another fight in 2022 um, against Charles Oliveira. Uh, I believe this fight was for the lightweight championship of the world the belt was on the line and Oliveira won the fight uh, I hope it's that fight I do have some again excuse my foggy brain right now but I do recollect somehow that uh, this was for the belt and Oliveira missed weight so even though he won this fight he actually wasn't awarded the belt because he had missed weight so he won the fight but he didn't get the belt he didn't become, he did not become the champion, surprisingly. But anyways, Charles Oliveira is also one of those guys who's arguably going to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame in the near future. So again, I'm not going to give him any grief for that. All in all, from like the take home message from what I just said about Justin Gaethje is that he is not afraid to keep fighting on with you. Like he, I've never seen Justin Gaethje back down because he, he's exhausted because he is injured in a fight or whatever the reason is. He is arguably one of the very few guys in the current roster of the UFC who is just like he fights like a, like a robot, like not in a way that he's rigid. Actually, he's very fluid and creative with his movements, but he fights like a robot in a way that it almost feels like his energy is unfinishable and um, he can just fight for hours, it seems like. And it's not like his um, performance actually drops if the fight goes on for longer and he's been uh, he does uh, long story short he doesn't show any signs of exhaustion and being gassed out in his fights which is a huge plus and like i said not very memo excuse me not very people actually possess this quality um especially as of right now and the ufc so kudos to justin gaethje 
Now, on the other hand, Dustin Poirier, the diamond, Dustin Poirier, he's also been incredible in the UFC. Um, He had a little bit of a layoff uh, back in the day because of some injuries and various things that were happening um, in his life outside the octagon. But once he came back, man, I would say this was around uh, like 2017 onward. Once he came back, man, he's been having notable wins against such amazing fighters at the time. You know, people like Anthony Pettis, Justin Gaethje, like I mentioned, former champion Eddie Alvarez, another former champion, Max Holloway, Dan Hooker, the notorious Conor McGregor. And you know what? He fought against him twice and he won. And he also fought against amazing fighter and current um uh, oh my god i was gonna say current fighter of course we know michael chandler is a current fighter in the ufc but again brain on the brain fog okay uh (laughs) so he's had amazing wins um since 2017 in his professional career i want to say surprisingly enough but also maybe not really his only two losses since then have also surprised you know, interestingly enough, been uh, also against uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Charles Oliveira. And similar to Justin Gaethje, when he lost against Habib, he was submitted. And, you know, even though I said that for uh, Justin Gaethje, um, again, I just want to emphasize that the fact that uh, Dustin Poirier actually lost to uh, lost those two fights against those two individuals does not take any value away from him as uh, the amazing fighter that he is, right? However, let's just make an observation here. We saw that, okay, so fact number one, the fact that both guys lost to Khabib, um, again, I'm not surprised because it's Habib, he's the GOAT. But two, I think it shows something to you if you're, you're kind of like, you know, you're having your uh, skeptical hippo kind of aura on. <laughs> you're just like, mm, what's going on here? So that kind of shows you that both guys are a little bit prone to um, uh, if the opponent possesses better wrestling skills than them. And it makes a lot of sense because when I was talking about the fighting styles of Justin, I was going to say Justin Poirier. <laughs> Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, yes, they're unstoppable. They're so um, they're they're never tired. They they never gas out. However, their fighting style tends to mostly favor striking, and you know that's amazing. That's amazing if you can actually finish your opponent through strikes. However, that has shown to be uh, to to be their weakness through and through. And especially if it's at such a high caliber. Now, this is this is interesting because I wonder if either of them has put more focus on improving their wrestling so that they can actually surprise their opponent on Saturday night with, you know, their opponent would expect them to come forward with more striking and they would just... Uh, you know, basically do a full-on stand-up match and uh, that would be that, right? But what if one of them actually looked back on uh, their records, like both of the records, like, mm, you know, twinsies, like we both <laughs> we both lost the Habib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> so what do I do? Like, I just got to overcome that by overcoming my weakness, right? 
And the other guy literally had the same weakness as me. So how about I just overcome that weakness for myself and try to um, expose my new skills to my opponent, right? So I really wonder if this is how the fight is going to go down. I feel like logically that would make sense if our fighter, um, either one of them, uh, and I knew that I had to fight either Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje, that's something that I would try to focus on, especially because this fight has been announced for at least, I think, six months now. And, you know, these guys are top-level fighters, so it's not like they're starting their wrestling from uh basic levels like they're very masterful wrestlers wrestlers and grapplers but it's just gonna take some extra training to take it up a notch in order to dominate their opponents via that route you know what i mean so that's something that i would personally do if i knew that i had to fight either justin gaethje or dustin poirier but also, that being said, I would not complain if this fight is a full-on stand-up fight and uh, that's all we're going to see for the full length of 25 minutes uh, and the fight, especially it's because it's a BMF belt, it's a championship, quote-unquote championship uh, fight, right? So it's going to be five rounds. Um, I'm really looking forward to this fight. I cannot wait until Saturday night. Y'all, make sure you watch UFC 291. Uh, I wish we had more time to break down some of the other fights on this card. But unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Just